0: Welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, the Super Bowl week edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stacken with you, here alongside my good friend and co-host of this fine podcast, Mr. Travis Crins. Travis, um Super Bowl week. And uh, you know, I forgot to mention this a couple weeks ago. A, it was your birthday, so belated happy birthday to you on this podcast. And B, it's also the eighth anniversary of of the Sports Block podcast, so it's, that was pretty big, and we, and monumental news, and we missed it.
1: You were the last to wish me a happy
0: birthday. I'm sorry. Let me be the, among the first to wish you a happy birthday next year. You're
1: probably the first to wish me a second happy birthday. Yeah, what, eight years? We got 113, 14 of these podcasts. You got over, well, I would say, well over 100 radio shows. Mm-hmm. Probably, uh. Hundred and fifty radio shows and coaches shows and Google Hangout—we're up to almost two hundred and fifty. So yep. 250 three hundred and fifty, four—I would say we've probably done uh, around five hundred of these goddamn things.
0: You know, it's—it's been fun. It's been fun, it's been fun doing it all the time here. Uh, any any particular podcast or radio show that sticks out to you?
1: Anyone with Jeff Lloyd high on it. <laughs> I, I. not wasn't he wasn't he doing a Jets thing?
0: He was. He now was. Now he's
1: with the Browns.
0: Well, now he's doing a Lockdown Browns podcast. He will be on later in the podcast here to recap the Senior Bowl and uh, yeah, I mean he, he said, you know, I'm looking at a team with a lot of draft picks. I mean, he's a draft guru, huh. so he looks at everything here. And he I said, was
1: happy how much he
0: hated the uh, Josh Allen. I
1: was very happy that he thought it sucked.
0: So, good for him. Well, we can only hope that Denver trades up and gets Josh Allen here. Uh, You never know, they might get Kirk Cousins. We'll get to that here momentarily. But, but, first off, it is Super Bowl week. Uh, the, the, The NFL world has convened on Minneapolis, the Twin Cities, and the Twin Cities area. Super Bowl 52, of course between Philadelphia and New England, Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Lots of stuff going on. Radio Row is at Mall of America. I've found this to be very entertaining. Here, it's uh, I've been watching Pro Football Talk in the morning. Uh, uh, Wingo and Golick, they're live at the Hard Rock Cafe in, in uh, at the Mall of America. I've listened to 9 to Noon with Paul Allen, he's there. So a lot of great stuff. Going on here, uh, so I, I think Minneapolis so far this week, and uh, I haven't heard anything differently, has done a very splendid job with hosting the Super Bowl thus far.
1: If you could go, what would you what would you like to do? Just see everything, go to press conferences. I wanted to do the radio row thing. Yes, that's no, the only thing I wanted to do. Yep, would have been fun to do the press conferences, just to see these, just to see Brady and Belichick. Nobody else that I, I would care about. Um, but just to see, I guess that's the only thing I had an interest in
0: no. and um yeah. I think the radio row thing would have been good. Uh Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, his press comp or his state of the league, the State of the Union address, shall we say, that was on Wednesday. I think that would be something I'd be interested in going to. Even opening night, I mean, can you imagine if you could ask, let's say Um, Brandon Cooks of the Eagles or um, Zach Ertz of the Philadelphia Eagles if they ever had any alligator skin jackets uh, would would that be a question that you would ask
1: I had no idea where you were going with that I'm very happy boy yeah seems like Tom Brady is wearing a a stocking hat everywhere he goes
0: Um, it's cold there He's from Bro- his pretty- mom is from Browerville, Minnesota, which apparently is yeah. somewhere around the St. Cloud area. Sock center.
1: But he's inside. I don't know. Take take your 40, 41 year old man here, forty years old. Take off take off your hat. You look like a drug dealer.
0: Oh. <laughs> I mean that that's what it is. I, I I was pleasantly surprised. I thought that opening night, the media night there at the XL Energy Center looked good, but I think overall Minneapolis is putting together a very great Super Bowl presentation. Sure, it's going to be cold on Sunday. I think, what, uh, like high in the low to, or to the mid to high single digits. But really, um, so far, I think the uh, Super Bowl has been great, and I would hope that the NFL would certainly come back at some point.
1: I don't think they ever will. Um, like Indianapolis, is Indianapolis ever get one again? I think so. Uh, you think so? Yep. Um, the national title game is in Indianapolis in, like, three or four years, which just seems ridiculous, but it is. I don't think Detroit, I mean, Detroit's been, what, ten years since, ten, twelve years?
0: The New Orleans Detroit, of the North, yes, they won't get it. Yeah,
1: uh, I don't think, uh, they won't get, You think?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: I don't, I don't think they'll ever get it again. Uh, so, I mean, New York, will New York ever get it again? I, I don't know. I, I don't think, uh... I have no idea how the hell they got the uh, the first one to begin with, right? And uh, now they get this one. Obviously, a stadium is more than capable. But uh, I hope they do. But I would. Uh, I think it's highly unlikely. I
0: I've heard though that people have said that the radio row at the Mall of America is among the best that they've had in sure. recent Super Bowls. So that's very good news. I mean, it, you know, it, and of course you have to be a little more creative here in in minnesota you're not going to be able to you know do stuff outside like you would in miami or tampa bay or new orleans anything like that you can't do you know stuff on bourbon street but minneapolis the twin cities i guess in general has done a very good job i think in terms of uh where they're staging events and everything and you know u.s bank stadium you know and i know as well i mean it's a gorgeous stadium and uh assuming everything goes well without a hit without a hitch I think the Super Bowl will be back at some point because how can you not uh, come back to this?
1: It sounds, it sounds like everything's at the Mall of America. i um, Eagles are right, like right there that hotel. Yep, with uh, the Radisson right there. I think um, there's a Marriott right there too that New England is staying at. So they're right there. Uh, I don't think they even have to leave the building to get to the mall. uh, with the Radio rows by the food court, uh, the third-level food court. So that's uh, fun and exciting. That would have been, again, the thing I would want to do. And uh, just to see everybody else's shows going on right there and see what random people uh, you could talk to. But, yeah, it sounds like everything is is there for the most part. You know, a few things downtown. But, uh, yeah, seeing a little, you know, Mall of America on the outskirts of town, hopefully not as crowded as the... I mean the downtown area with all the concerts and stuff. Um, I don't know that doesn't interest me a whole hell of a lot, but uh, for people like that, I,
0: I've heard that a lot of the bars or around the oh, yeah. around U.S. Bank Stadium have been bought out by the corporate sponsors. So I would guess that would be you know Verizon and Bud Light, which makes a lot of sense. But you have to imagine they're paying a pretty penny for that here. Uh, I, I don't know, I haven't heard if Crisco is sponsoring any of the Minneapolis light poles for those, uh, stupid fucking Eagle fans to, to climb on, so, uh, I mean, that's at least good news, right?
1: Pampers is, uh, Pampers is the sponsor of the Vikings forever.
0: Oh, ho, ho, ho. you had to go there, huh? Well, uh, well, so... so what, what's
1: your brand, what's your brand of that Have you found, uh, something for kid to stack in, uh, has, have you found is there, is there a certain brand How
0: do
1: you rate I, I, uh,
0: the, uh, the shit diapers What are we on I think we're on Like the Huggies Train here right now uh, The Huggies And Pampers Have been I think the preferred Choices of uh, Of Noah uh, Pampers wipes For sure Coca-Cola and
1: Pepsi Coca-Cola and Pepsi Of diapers
0: Well I, I don't know I mean you gotta Throw loves in as well So yeah. I, it's, it's a tough It's a one two three combo I mean If you were What would be The third largest pop brand I mean, would that pepper? be well no. yeah so i guess that's not it because a&w 7up and uh like sun and canada dry are all owned by the same corporation right that's not dr pepper right
1: canada, no, dr keurig, you know, keurig coffee little pouch things yep they just bought dr pepper last week how the, the hell did
0: keurig buy dr pepper
1: they bought Dr. Pepper and they bought um, some tea, maybe not, not maybe Snapple uh, they're together, some sort of iced tea thing, maybe it was mm-hmm. Snapple, maybe it wasn't, but uh, yeah, like Dr. Pepper, like an $11 billion thing, while well, Pepsi and Coke are like $45, $55 billion, so maybe that's the third one, yeah, I mean, Pepsi, Coke, they've got a bunch of, bunch of varieties.
0: Yes, they do. Mountain Dew. The best. It's way better how than LL. How
1: many, how many come in 24 packs? What are we talking here?
0: No, I mean. Diapers. Oh, the, uh, the diapers. Well, I mean. Yeah, you open up the thing, how many
1: are in there? 24, 30, No, 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 36?
0: no, no, way more than that. Um, we have found out that the Costco brand, uh, or not uh-huh. Costco brand, but Costco will have packs in like 192. Does Kirkland make uh, diapers? Kirkland makes the diapers. We found out, though, for Noah that uh, that, that that it doesn't quite work. He uh, he likes to uh, release the bodily fluids here a little bit more than those diapers can handle. Which Sick, it's, uh,
1: Kirkland should stick to the jelly
0: beans. Oh, phenomenal. And
1: everything else that,
0: that they Kirkland have. Kirkland jelly beans. I mean, Costco in general, though. Kirkland and Costco, tremendous can't uh, can't say enough about it way better than the Sam's Club and stuff so wow. that's very good uh but on to on more to the Super Bowl here Super Bowl 52 again Sunday night at US Bank Stadium we have the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots oh. uh it's a rematch of what Super Bowl was it 40 30 39 was it 39 i think it was 39
1: Two thousand five season. Mm-hmm. Two thousand four,
0: yeah. two thousand five, something like that. It's
1: oh, is oh one they won it. Oh two they didn't make the playoffs. Oh three, oh four, it'll be 0-4 oh season. Oh five it'll be thirteen years ago. it will be Super Bowl thirty
0: nine. All right, and that's when they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Terrell Owens came back from his what broken ankle and had a good oh, game. Yeah. So uh, that was that was big. Dion Branch was of course the MVP of the game. I mean, everyone knows that, right? Deion Branch, it's not Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, right. Sure. But this game, to me, the closer we get to it, the more I think Philadelphia's got a great chance, and in large part because of their running game, LeGarrette Blunt and Jay Ajaye. I wonder how the Patriots can stop them. I wonder how, you know, how the secondary, you got Stephon Gilmore and Malcolm uh, the Butler. Are they going to be able to stop Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith? Who's going to guard Zach Ertz? And then two, or well, I guess that's like four or five. But I mean, we've seen when the Patriots have lost the Super Bowl and both have been to the Giants that they were able to generate a rush with four linemen. They didn't have to blitz a whole lot. And when you have a guy like Fletcher Cox and you have, you know, Chris Long off the off the one end, I think that just you know, Can the Patriots' offensive line protect Tom Brady enough? I think those are some of the major keys as to why I think the Eagles are gaining momentum here going into the Super Bowl. But then, of course, Gronk sounds like he's going to play, so that maybe does that negate any of the advantages that Philadelphia has? This is an intriguing Super Bowl from a few different areas, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, Philadelphia defense, I would say, got them here. The Super Bowl, I think it's going to be a close game because the previous seven Brady Super Bowls have been close. So this one should be as well. Um, they've, New England's gotten off to slow starts against Tennessee. Uh, they trailed for much of the game against Jacksonville. But again, I mean, they had to beat Tennessee and Jacksonville to get to the Super Bowl here. I mean, it's, I think it's going to be a close game, and uh, Brady's going to have the ball at the end. And uh, I'd say it's probably going to be up to him if it, uh, if they win it or not. He's going to go down and score. They're going to win. If not, they're going to lose. So I think it's going to be just like every other going one Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, it, it is essentially decided by a field goal or less. Uh, I mean, again, regarding the Patriots, I think one of the keys for them, of course, besides getting Gronk, uh, it was interesting when I was watching and I, I purely, am watching only opening night mainly because it's in Minneapolis, or I guess in this case St. Paul at the XL Energy Center, home of your Minnesota Wild. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I was watching it more just because the events are in the Twin Cities, and you know it's cool that the Super Bowl is here. But it was interesting in watching it the the differences in the two teams. New England gets introduced for their, you know, pre you know their media event their media hour and very few if any patriots had any cameras or cell phones you know documenting the moment and everything because this is old hat for them they've been here a number of times whereas the eagles were you know they had cell phones out video cameras they're recording the moment they're recording everything it's you know super cool everything like that do you think that does that hold any advantage for the patriots the fact that you know they are viewing this more as not as an event, but more as a business trip and just another game. I'm sure the Eagles are viewing it as another game as well, but they're still enjoying the moment. Whereas the Patriots are are really quite you know robotic in terms of you know business like mentality. Does that have any bearing on this game? Do you think?
1: Probably not. If you look at last year, there would probably be a similar situation with Atlanta and New England. Uh, I mean, you look at you look at, if you look at every team that New England's played. and they've only been, the, the Giants and now the Eagles. Finally, they played eight times. They played six different teams. You could probably make that case every time they've made it. Uh, you know, they made what uh, three out of four years, and the Eagles had never made it before the mm-hmm. first time. And, and the Panthers uh, when they made it, and the Giants when they made it for the first time, and. The, Atlanta last year, and uh, Seattle, they didn't make it back-to-back years. But, uh, like, Nick Foles, if, if he plays like he's played the first two games, I mean, they got a pretty good chance. Just, a, like, is, is Nick Foles going to win the Super Bowl? I mean, that's...
0: Isn't that a crazy question pool? to ask?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've had some... Like, they went through the through the deal. Like, uh, let's see, three straight years, we had backup quarterbacks win the Super Bowl. Kurt Warner in 99, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent Dilfer in 2000, and Brady in 01, all were backups to begin the year, and uh, with Brady, he was, you know, what, second, third game of the year he took over, and Dilfer was six, yep. seven games in the season, and those were all, I mean, Warner had a great year, uh, Trent Dilfer was just along for the ride,
0: yes, he and was. Uh,
1: Brady, Brady just uh, he just did enough to, to win.
0: Yeah, Kurt so, Warner had I mean, the best of the of the years out of any of those three quarterbacks, without question.
1: Yeah, Warner did. Yeah, and then uh, so it's 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 not uncommon to have just some weird quarterbacks. I mean, Jeff Hostetler was uh, didn't start, just kind of like a Nick Foles uh, type, where he didn't start too many regular season games, and the Giants still won the Super Bowl. So it's happened before, but I just. I think it's going to be close. I, I think Philadelphia's got a got a you know, like a forty percent chance. Mm-hmm. But when it's you know the greatest of all time, you just expect him to. You just expect him to get it done. You just expect him to get it done because he's he's pretty much always gotten it
0: done. One of the most interesting stats that I can find out of this game, or just in general, is that the Patriots have never scored a point in the first quarter of a Super Bowl. I mean that's Wow! I mean, is that right? That is right. Yep, they've never. Is that right? That is. They've wow. never scored in the uh, the point in the first quarter of any of their Super Bowls in the Belichick area. I I, I don't. I can't recall. I don't. I mean. I mean. I'm not going back to the game against the Chicago Bears. You know, the 85 Bears in the I fridge and everything. i
1: scored in the first quarter of that one. we will see, but.
0: Uh, I, I want to say they got out yeah. to a, like an early lead in that one, because uh, they lost what that game, what like forty six to ten or something like that.
1: They scored. a they had a field goal in that game.
0: Yeah, I mean it was just insane. So I mean, of course, you know, so we're kind of used to the Patriots not getting off to a fast start in the first quarter of these games, and the Eagles. Once, you know, they got that pick six against the Vikings in the NFC Championship game, they started to pour things on, but they, they were a little suspect early on. Uh, so I, I'm curious to see how each team starts in this game. I'm wondering if that'll be a telling sign. You know, if the Patriots get off to a fast start and score their first points in the first quarter, I wonder if that spells kind of doom for the for the Eagles, and of course, you know the Eagles are doing this whole underdog mentality thing. But if you see the point spread, it's gradually going towards Philadelphia. So, are you really, truly the underdogs in that case? I guess you're always considered the underdogs going against Tom Brady and the Patriots. But I think it's just fascinating to see how this is all going. I've heard you know of a better putting multiple million dollar bets on the Eagles. So the money is definitely swaying towards the Eagles.
1: You look, I mean, you just look at New England. I said they had slow starts in the playoffs. Yes. They all should have lost last year's Super Bowl. No doubt about that. Um, They were down, I want to say they were down 10 points to Seattle in the fourth quarter. And that's yeah, they were down 10 points to Seattle. It was uh, 24-14. And they come back, I mean, teams just don't come back down double digits in the Super Bowl at any point let alone in the fourth quarter and Brady's done it twice yeah uh, to the last three or so and we saw what what they were down uh, 10 14 points against Jacksonville and they ended up coming back so yep. uh, yeah it, it would not it would not surprise me if uh, you know Philadelphia's got a lead like a seven 10 14 point lead into this one and uh, Brady comes back because that's usually what has happened.
0: Last year, I thought James White should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. He had a phenomenal uh, performance, I, and I get Brady had you know what, 400 yards through the air or whatnot, but he you know James White had the game-winning touchdown against the Falcons. I feel like the Patriots' running backs against the Eagles, let's just say the, the linebackers, but I guess you can you can say you know the corners in the the safety, so the secondary in general. I think that's a real key to this game because you know they love. You know, throwing you know these little screen passes out with James White and Deion Lewis can do it as well. And Rex Burkhead, I think, is sometimes a forgotten figure, but I mean, he's really emerged as a huge key in that Patriots uh, backfield here. So I think the Patriots running backs against this Philadelphia defense is one of, if not the biggest key to the game. Maybe outside of the Philadelphia front four against the Patriots offensive line, or the 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 Patriots front four against the Eagles' offensive line and stopping the run. I think the Patriots' running backs are a huge factor in this game.
1: They do a lot of short passes. Um, Like, that's all seemingly, like, Jacksonville was very good against Pittsburgh and New England with these little, short, dink-and-dunk passes, and that, that was a lot of their offense. The majority of their offense was these short passes. And New England as well. Short, short baby dunk passes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, once in a while, Brady, you'll know, go down go down the field, he'll pick up a pass interference, a penalty. Um, saw Nick Foles go down the field quite a bit uh, in his two games. So, uh, I mean, they just got a bunch of running backs. Uh, like Garrett Blunt could be a, could be a, a bastard to, to defend.
0: Yep. Um, Former Patriot, I should he, say.
1: Yeah. I mean, Bur- Burke, did he, did he even play? Has he played in the playoffs yet? He played. Um, did he, play, he played against Jacksonville. Yeah. Now he missed the first game.
0: He missed the first uh, game. Yeah. Damn
1: near, damn near amputated Brady's thumb. So um, that'd be yeah, that'd be quite the story if he does something. He scores like three touchdowns. Um, because he's the guy that screwed up the thumb. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean James White I don't even think he did anything all year long. And here's you know, the playoffs come around, and there you know, he just scored touchdowns like crazy. So well,
0: uh, remember. Remember, Mike Gillislee scored three rushing yeah. touchdowns in the in the opener against against Kansas City. Ultimately, a game they like lost.
1: He wasn't, even he wasn't even active in the championship yeah. game. Yeah,
0: like he, I mean, he's just been an uh, aforementioned thought for throughout much of the season since that first game or first the first three or four.
1: Yeah, I mean, they just run guys in. and It doesn't really matter, Like, Garrett Buff was there? He was he was good. I mean, it, for them, it doesn't really matter who they have. Because uh, running back are a dime a dozen for them, but yeah, ninety percent chance uh, Brady wins the MVP if if they win the Super
0: Bowl. I'm leaning towards the Patriots. I'll give the official prediction at the end of the podcast here. Um, you know, the Eagles scare me. I think the Eagles can do it because they just seem to have the offensive and defensive talent. If they had Carson Wentz, I would say they probably win the Super Bowl, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, you know, Nick Foles has played much better here, but. It's really tough to go against the Patriots, and I really don't want the Eagles to win because of their fans. Their fans don't deserve a Super Bowl. Their fans deserve something worse like, um, I don't know, like a you know the swine flu or something like that, you know, instead of a, a Super Bowl victory here. Or maybe, you know, a, you know, a spike to the eye. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a little harsh. I don't think so. But, um, you know, they don't deserve this. But they, they, they do scare me. But ultimately, you know, Unless you're the Giants, no team has beaten Tom Brady. I probably just jinxed the Patriots now by saying that, but I'm leaning towards the Patriots in this game. What about you?
1: Yeah, Patriots twenty-four twenty. So the over under is forty-eight. So I got the under. Uh, Philadelphia is plus four and a half. So I got the Philadelphia covering the four and a half. I think it's twenty to seventeen with like a minute to go. And uh, Mr. Brady does it again. Uh, he gets a touchdown instead of a field goal. And uh, he wins it. I mean, every single, every single one, every single Super Bowl of this has come down to the last minute. Cannot, with, without exception, every single one. So it's, uh, this is going to be the same. Unbelievable.
0: Uh, are you, any company that you hope has a good commercial?
1: Any company, we're gonna see some dilly dillies. We'll see how this goes.
0: Did you know Bud Light sales actually, I guess, dropped like five point seven percent this year or something yeah. like that?
1: But the dilly dilly didn't start till uh, till late.
0: That's the best. Like that's the best campaign that I've seen Bud Light or any company run here in quite some time.
1: It's uh, yeah, it's uh, catchy. People people know what that is, so that's uh, that's good if you get people saying your little catchphrase. Skittles has a stupid, you heard of Skittles, stupid commercial.
0: I I I I I avoid all commercial talk. I avoid oh, all these commercials out here until the Super Bowl because I, that's I, I hate that these companies are you know putting their commercials out or that people somehow get them and put them online before the Super Bowl because that's one of the big things about the Super Bowl is to watch these commercials.
1: Commercials are fine
0: but Uh, skittles Skittles has a bad one
1: apparently they're going to do a commercial to where they're going to play it you're not going to see the commercial they're going to have one guy watch it and you're going to watch him watch the commercial
0: Huh? that sounds dumb
1: that's five million dollars right there to watch a guy watch a commercial
0: how did that guy get that job
1: I don't know, some guy in California, some uh, like a college student, maybe your guy in his 20s. Ooh! It's unique, but
0: I don't think that's good. Uh, unless they, you know, release I'm, a commercial later I'm, on, I don't know. I'm uh, eating free. M&M's as we do this podcast. Can I get a commercial with M&M's?
1: You're eating m ms Yeah. Uh, maybe. Good. I don't know what this guy's getting paid, I don't know. But, uh, good, good for him, good for him.
0: Uh, any prop bets that you're looking forward to, or got oh, your eye on? Let me get,
1: let me get them. There was one on the site that I bet on. It said over under Super Bowl uh, viewership at 145 million. Oh no way! I only, I only assume this was a mistake because like the highest Super Bowl is, like 110. So I bet significant monies on the under of 145. Yeah. And since then, they have taken this off of the board. Uh, because I assume it was also a mistake. They also had an over/under of 145 million dollars bets in Vegas or something. So maybe somebody mixed those up.
0: Over but, on uh, well, over on the millions of dollars bet, and lower on the on the millions of viewers.
1: I mean, uh, a good over/under not would not be 145, dollars it, it would be I think uh, probably 110 would be a good number, and I'd probably take the under. I'd say it's probably going to be like 108. It's a close game, of 108 million. Yep. Uh, well, Luke Bryan was the singer last year, and I got him for the under. Uh,
0: is that Pink, for the anthem or?
1: Yep, yeah, the anthem. Uh, Pink is the singer this year. Uh, you have Justin Timberlake. What song he is going to start with? Um.
0: And what, what song do you think like, he will uh, start with? I know you're a big Justin Timberlake guy.
1: I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, Can't Stop the Feeling is a favorite at the moment. Uh, he has a new song out, which I thought used to be on here, but is no longer on there. So, uh, yeah, they, they think his, uh, not his newest song, but his second newest song will be there. Uh, will he wear sneakers? Uh, resounding yes on the sneakers. Um,
0: will, will Janet Jackson appear? Is that a, a prop bet at all?
1: I'm uh, sure it is. I'm not seeing it. Uh, that would be very unlikely. Uh, will Britney Spears be there? A uh, big no. Who
0: gets uh, a shit? Will
1: he have, oh, how dare you. Will he have a beard? That's a big time yes on that. Will he wear a collared shirt? That's uh, more 50-50. I would say will no. Will he wear a hat? No collared shirt. Well, uh, that's a slight favorite. Will he wear a hat? Slight like favorite, yes. He will wear a hat. A microphone, will he have a headset or a handheld mic? Uh, favorite, it'll be handheld. So,
0: uh, Isn't it dumb how many super, like prop bets are just on the halftime show alone?
1: Great. That's great. Uh, Belichick, uh, will he be shown during the anthem? Big favorite, yes. Will they show Doug Peterson? Will they show Brady? Will they show Foles? All of these, yes, yes, and yes. Um. So those, those are some of the deals I've uh, heard. Kowski, oh, like that.
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, color of Belichick shirt or jacket? It's blue is the favorites. Uh, gray is also an option. You can also go uh, red or white would be big underdogs. A uh, liquid dumped on the winning coach. Right now, yellow and orange are neck and neck favorites. Purple is a heavy. Uh, plus 1,000 underdog. Uh, what happens first? Either team scores a touchdown or Dilly Dilly is said in a commercial Dilly Dilly is uh, the favorite there.
0: Yep, that that's very good. Uh, I did see one prop bet that uh, over or under points scored in the first quarter versus U.S. Uh, gold medals won in the Olympics this year.
1: Mm, you're thinking like 10 or 12?
0: Yeah, what did they win? I th- what did they they win last time? Like fourteen gold medals or something? Like maybe it was only I'd nine.
1: I probably go U.S. gold medals more.
0: And again, um, I think that's where I heard. You know, and you see the stat about the Patriots not scoring a point in the Super Bowl in the first uh, quarter. So you know, in the Belichick Brady era, so that kind of leads you to think, oh well, the you know the Eagles are going to have to score the points here then.
1: Uh, your friend Mike Florio.
0: Oh, I love Mike Florio, yes.
1: Um, I know you. Uh, when I work mornings like I am this week, uh, I do uh, turn on his show occasionally on the TV.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, he said Monday, I think Monday, he was uh, talking to the fuck he was talking to, and he said, uh, you want to win some... No, he's always on the show. Uh, you want to make some money, um, bet that Brady's going to wear a bandage on his throwing hand because Florio said that's going to happen.
0: Ooh, so right, right now I
1: mean' like uh the favorite is no, but this was uh, I think this has come down quite a bit since I saw it earlier in the week, so uh yes, it was the underdog and uh so he did that. I think he had what like stitches in there, yeah, so I would um I mean what What say you here I, I, I mean, think he will have a similar bandage on his right hand.
0: Can I put Noah's college tuition on the line here?
1: You want to put no? Oh, no, look, no, I'm saying I'm, to, putting Noah's put
0: t- I'm, I'm putting Noah's college tuition on the line here. Well,
1: if you want to. If you want to put $100,000 on, sure. Uh,
0: what I do you won't, want to? I won't. Uh, but by the way, that makes me think. Uh, I don't know if you saw this on Facebook. I posted it because ESPN had it. The, the Noah um, headline. Yes. It was very funny to me. But... Uh, He's asking for a buyout. He is. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I don't know if it, the, the buyout is from the diapers or whatnot. But um, so far, we haven't been able to understand what he's saying to us. Anyway, uh, over I, under five
1: and a half. Over under five and a half. Tweets for dipshit uh, during this game.
0: Um, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> well, will, will dipshit mention the Eagles first or the Patriots first? No, nope,
0: Patriots. Patriots first.
1: Um. That's, that's not a, uh, I can make some money there. Uh, will Al Michaels or Chris Collinsworth say his name? Uh, no mention as the favorites. I don't think they would say his name.
0: I don't think so either. I will, uh, I will I'll yeah. take the no on that.
1: So, uh, some prop bets. I uh, thoroughly enjoy the Very prop good.
0: bets. Well, I hope you make a lot of money here on Sunday. Um, so again, Super well, Bowl.
1: One, I'm guaranteed. So, I mean, as long as they honor my bet, I mean, 145 million people get the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah, yeah and they have to honor your. They, they, you know, they put it on there, so they have to honor um, <laughs> honor your wager. And with you know, with the ratings down as much as they've been this year, um, I, I'd say that's the the safest bet on the house that you can possibly make. So Super Bowl 52, <laughs> NBC, 5:30. On Sunday, we'll have plenty of reaction to that next week, along with commercials, prop bets, so on and so forth. On the more serious matters here, got um, Alex Smith. You're talking Alex Smith. Uh, Alex Smith is on the list. Do you want to talk about that now? Sure. Let's sure, talk about that now. Perfect. Since we're on the football, yeah. Uh very rarely do we have big trades come up during Super Bowl week. I can't remember the last one. I don't think there has been one at least that I can remember, quite a, at least not one quite as big as this one, but Alex Smith, hashtag as expected, was traded by the Kansas City Chiefs, but to a rather unexpected team in Washington, uh, which means no doubt that Kirk Cousins is done in Washington, but Alex Smith traded to Washington for a third-round pick and cornerback uh, some Fuller, uh, one of the um, you know the Virginia Tech alum brothers, so Kansas City gets that in return. Uh, very surprising to me that Washington would take Alex Smith, a guy who is older than Kirk Cousins, but if you look at the the stats, he is the same essentially as Kirk Cousins.
1: I like the trade
0: for both he sides or older. for who?
1: For uh, for the Redskins. People, and a lot of people maybe don't like, I mean, you you get, I mean, there's not a whole lot of difference here between Alex Smith and uh, Alex Smith probably had the best year he's ever had this year. Yes. Um, Not, I mean, his touchdowns are up, but first time over 4,000 yards, or most yards ever. Uh, He he rarely throws interceptions. So this is what he had five interceptions this year. Didn't have a lot. So that's, that's the positives. Uh, Cousins is going to throw for more yards, but also going to turn it over more. He's slightly older, but he is cheaper. Again, I think Cousins is going to get the, the Stafford five-year, hundred and twenty-five million dollars.
0: That'd be done, but I agree track. with you.
1: So, I, you know, whether Arizona or Denver or Jets or whoever's going to give him that money.
0: The Vikings? Um,
1: no, that's um, I think mean, that's what he's going to get. So, what? Four year, Five years? Four years for ninety? Uh, seventy million guaranteed. So, so you save quite a bit of money there. Uh, they they give up a third round pick, but uh, they I believe they they will get a Washington gets a third round pick next year, uh, conditional pick in the third round when Cousins signs from to somebody else. So essentially, you know they're, they're losing a couple spots in the third round, and they traded this cornerback who was apparently uh, decent. I think was a rookie last year. Yep, apparently Kendall good. Fuller. Yep. I've never, I've, I've never heard of the guy but uh, apparently pretty good but uh, you get Alex Smith you, know, you save some money you, just, you know, it just, just uh, kind of depends on what uh, what they can do with the rest of this money that they save so I am perfectly fine with this deal
0: yeah, but, but Washington makes terrible decisions time and time again so why the hell do we think this trade is going to be any different
1: they obviously don't like Kirk Cousins or they didn't want to give him a long-term deal.
0: Which is dumb. I mean, had, you commit how many millions of dollars on this stupid franchise tag? Yeah. I mean, it makes no like sense. I could
1: see the first, like, like, I could see the first couple of years, you know, he has a, a good year and you don't quite know, you know, is this guy for real? And, he, and these last couple of years have been fine. Um, like, I'm not, I think we're in agreement I'm not paying him what he's going to get paid. I mean, I, that, I think that's ridiculous. Um, but again, I don't think there's much difference between the two, and like I don't think Kirk Cousins is a top ten quarterback.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, you, I mean, I Rod, mean Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, Roethlisberger, Brady. Yep. Uh, Philip Rivers I, Rivers Breeze is better. Ryan. Um. Matt Ryan's better.
0: Is um, Cam Newton better.
1: No, I don't like Cam Newton. Much at all, Carson Wentz. Um, maybe in a couple years, I got to see more than just a year.
0: Matthew um, Stafford,
1: Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr was, like oh yeah, he's good. Well, he wasn't good last year. I would say Stafford is better. So up to seven.
0: Andrew Luck um, with a good shoulder.
1: Yep, yeah. and you look at uh, Alex Smith, who's comparable. Yep. Alex Smith. Uh, even though Alex Smith led, like in passer rating this year, um, I don't know if anybody's saying he's a top ten guy. But there's definitely 10 guys. And Russell Uh,
0: Wilson. We didn't even mention Russell.
1: Russell Wilson, yes. Uh, The Rapist Winston, uh, possibly. So, yeah, there's there's tons of guys out there that are better than him, but he's going to get, you know, uh, this huge contract.
0: So, uh, show me something, Kirk Cousins. Well, see, okay, so my my thoughts on this, one, you know, the Chiefs traded – Alex Smith. You knew they were going to because they traded up in the first round last year to get Patrick Mahomes. They don't have a first round pick this year. So at least they pick up a third round pick in this year's draft. So now Mahomes is the guy. I don't know for the Chiefs if that necess I mean, they're they have very high hopes for him and he could very he could do very well. I don't know if he's gonna do it well one way or the other, but I think I think he's not going to be a huge drop off from Alex Smith if that's you know, easily stated. But I I guess for the for the Chiefs, I don't know if it's... Yes, you're getting something for him. Uh, but I don't know if this necessarily makes them better. It gets them a better player. But I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to... To keep, you know, to, to play up to the expectations that the Chiefs believe. For Washington, I guess it solves the problem about Kirk Cousins... But you're replacing him with Alex Smith, and I mean, they weren't a playoff team with Kirk Cousins. Do we think Alex Smith is going to transcend them to a playoff team? And I don't, I, I would say the answer is no, especially in that NFC East, so I think the Giants will be better, the Cowboys will be better, the Eagles are very difficult, so I don't foresee this being a trend, a, a, a trade that lifts them over the top to a division title, let alone a playoff spot, or I guess a playoff spot, let alone a division title. Uh, but for Kirk Cousins and his future, uh, four teams immediately come to mind. The Browns, the Vikings, the Broncos, and the Cardinals. Those four teams all have quarterback questions, and it, it, the, the Browns have a ton of money to spend the the vikings have no quarterback currently under contract. John Elway in the in the Broncos, they seem to have, you know, both, you know, they've they've muffed on this quarterback position here, you know, the last couple of years, or so it would seem. And then the Cardinals, Carson Palmer retired and I you know, the Cardinals and the Browns both tried to trade for Alex Smith and were unsuccessful in doing it. So of course Kirk Cousins is going to be in the mix for both of them.
1: I think he goes to Denver. Denver or Arizona. Um, I think Denver. I mean, Denver would be a, you know, they'd be talking uh, Super Bowl again if they get in with uh, with a with a good defense. So I think Denver Denver needs needs them. Um, I think there should be should be hopefully some quarterback movement this year. I mean, Arizona's got to do something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, maybe, maybe this is the end of that. I, I really don't know who else. I don't think anybody else is really going to be out there that's uh, of this caliber. Huh? Drew Brees! Drew Brees! Uh, hopeful, but don't think Drew Brees is going anywhere. Like, if they had a bad... I thought they were going to have a bad year. If they would have, then possibly. But since they, you know, had a very good year, I think he'll stay. I agree. But, um uh, I think like, some, some good movement, something to talk about. Uh, quality, quality players. Uh, it seems like Denver's got a quarterback problem like the Vikings do. They always need a guy.
0: But. Yep. And you know what? I would put Arizona as a as a more potential favorite or a better spot for Kirk Cousins than Denver. Reason why I say that is because you hear all these, you know, all this talk about John Elway and the Broncos loving Josh Allen from Wyoming, and and maybe this is all a smokescreen so that they, they can sign Cousins and then. You, know, you don't have to worry about that Allen talk. But they seemed they seem to be in love with Josh Allen. So let's say that they draft him there in the first round if they trade up to one or if they just draft him at five if he falls to him. So be it. Kirk Cousins to Arizona with that team. That team's got a very good defense. They have Larry Fitzgerald. They have David Johnson, who we assume is going to be coming back from that wrist injury just fine there are pieces in Arizona and i think you know with Seattle the issues that they have that i don't think they're going to be able to keep all you know their players like earl thomas and and you know so on on, on the defensive side offensive line is a is a is a conundrum it's a it's a clusterfuck and then you have uh with LA yes a, a very good team but still a young team I, I think that they can be had so i think Arizona actually presents probably a better, I don't know, potential of winning than Denver because you still have to compete with Kansas City. And Oakland's got John Gruden now. And San Diego, or San Diego, Los Angeles isn't going uh, away anytime soon. So I think Arizona presents the better place to win if you were to compare Arizona versus Denver.
1: Did you just absolutely stiff on Garoppolo in San Francisco and say, Hell. No, no, no. I, in
0: fact, I'm very high on San Francisco oh, yeah. to win to possibly make the playoffs next year. If not win the NFC West, I'm kind of off the Seattle bandwagon. That's why I say that Arizona's got that potential, and I, I should have mentioned San Francisco in there. I just think that you know those teams in the NFC West. I think it's a it's an open field in there. Not so much in in the AFC West for Denver to climb over the yeah. other three teams.
1: I think they're both very similar divisions. I agree. Uh, Like who? I mean, I don't know who the favorite in any of those divisions would be. I mean, you've got, like in in the uh, AFC, like Kansas City's got Mahomes. You don't know how good he's going to be. Right. Denver Denver would be the favorite if they got Kirk Cousins.
0: You think so? Uh, Over Oakland and and Los Angeles? Oh, yeah. I, see, I don't think so.
1: Yeah. Well, I, mean, yeah. I mean, Chargers... to I mean, this is the second year in a row Chargers have lost so many damn games they should have won. And, and the Raiders were a disappointment. I don't expect much from them. Um, like, if they get Kirk Cousins, like, he's... Like, he's pro- Like, Rivers is probably the best quarterback in there. But, I mean, I'd say Denver's the best team.
0: Okay. I, I mean... I- and I don't disagree with you that he would be the best quarterback in there, and I, you know, the the Broncos' defense is very good, but yeah, I mean that's tough. That that is really tough. I mean those are, you're right. The the two West divisions are very comparable with one another, and arguably the balance of power in said divisions could be decided on if Kirk Cousins signs or not with either of them. Um, I mean I think Cleveland is still a formidable force to sign him because they have. The cap space, and I think Cleveland is a team on the rise. Uh, they're on the come, as we might say, um, um, just because of the cap space and the drafts, uh, draft picks. Assuming Dorsey can hit on them, I think Cleveland's a playoff team in two or three years. Um, but I think we've said that before. Uh, any other first thoughts game, on this trade?
1: Uh, first game for next year. Uh, what did we say? Did we talk about this last week or
0: not? Um. Yeah, a little bit. I think, but uh, we can. Expand on it a little like? bit.
1: You're like Green Bay at New England. No, or Kansas City at New England.
0: Mm, I'd say Kansas City okay. at New England would be a better chance. I
1: think, you know, I got Green Bay at New England game one. If the Eagles, uh, and I think
0: it's either going to be Dallas or Minnesota. Um, yeah, Dallas,
1: Carolina, and Atlanta, is there. I think it's
0: going to be... You know what? Atlanta might be it.
1: Atlanta and Philadelphia.
0: Yep, and I would say that just because that was a closer game. Had the Eagles-Vikings game been closer, then I would say that the the Vikings would get it, but as it stands, I would say... Yeah, you're looking... How about this, though? No, nope. I, I was going to say Deshaun Watson against... Uh, Carson Wentz, but I think that would be saved for a later date. Um I would say that's gonna be, you know, one of those Sunday afternoon slots that you would get. But uh sure. yeah. I will say Dallas or or Minnesota. I you know what I'll say Atlanta. I'll go with the with the wild card here and say Atlanta. And let me just confirm on New England here. I think
1: it'll be Dallas and Green Bay. It'll be the two
0: teams. Yep. Um
1: New England also has Minnesota, so
0: there you go. And New England also but has I Houston. So, yeah, I, I'll say Houston, Green Bay, oof. Oh. I think New England's, you know what, they're, they're both very good. I, I, I'm undecided Kansas,
1: on... They already did Kansas City last year. I can't see them doing... Back-to-back years. years
0: yeah, especially, yeah. Um... And I, I gotta think they would keep Green Bay for like a primetime game or a four twenty five game. I don't, I don't see them doing Minnesota. I would see them doing it if they were in the Super Bowl, even though they didn't do that last year with Atlanta and New England. Um, so I guess, I guess Houston would be my pick if I'm the. Yeah, the,
1: Vikings, the Vikings, have a very difficult road schedule next year.
0: They do. They do. Uh, Phil, they
1: need. Uh, they need, uh, they need to play well at home again. They need to go like six and two, seven
0: and one at home. You know what they I think? Well. I think they'll beat the Rams on the road. I think they'll beat Detroit. I think they'll beat Chicago. I think they'll beat uh, the Jets. Jets. I see them going uh, no worse than four and four on the road and seven and one at home. That's a rough uh, estimate right now, and I don't even know the quarterback position. That's ultimately going to tell me what the Vikings are going to do next year. Um. And I think that that's a fairly obvious statement, but I, I, you know, their their home schedule is very easy, apart from New Orleans and Green opp- Bay.
1: San Francisco, see what they do, yeah, New Orleans. I would not have been opposed to, uh, to Alex Smith with the Vikings. That would have been interesting. But how much but how much so better
0: is he than Case Keenum this year?
1: Probably not at all, but probably the same. Okay. So again, it's there's not and had a whole lot of difference there. So I don't think it's, I don't know if it's worth getting
0: him, so. Uh, let's, let's move on here now from football to basketball. Oh,
1: exactly. We're talking, what are you, Fox is getting Thursday Night Football? Yes,
0: yes they are. Five-year, $550 million. No Joe Buck or Troy Aikman, so that's great.
1: Five years, $3.3 billion. Insanity. Oh,
0: five, $550 million a year, excuse me, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, per year, it's $60 million a game. Insanity. So I don't know if it's going to Kevin Burkhardt. My idea is to have Gus Johnson do these games.
0: That would be great. Gus Johnson and Charles Davis?
1: Somebody, uh, Bill Raptory, would be preferable (laughs) to Charles Davis. That's just me. Onions! Miniman! and uh Sack the xfl is coming back in a couple of years i know you're excited god damn uh, it you
0: know what i had that on this list here um so, uh, all right let's talk about it yes vince mcmahon bringing uh, back uh the league that i mean he's he promotes fake wrestling and uh as so, opposed to real wrestling yes as opposed to real wrestling so i can only imagine that this you know fake league that he's creating is just essentially a bunch of fake news
1: did you not watch? The, did you not watch back in one
0: Uh, I watched maybe what two? Were, were they on NBC, if I recall correctly? Yep. Uh, I watched a few games. Like everybody watched the
1: first week. Everybody watched the first week. Um, interesting idea. Eight teams again. They're playing what ten? Like ten games, 10, 12, 11, 10, 11, 12 games. So. They're starting at, like, the week between the Super Bowl and the, uh, so on and all, that's going to work. You start after the Super Bowl. But once people are done with football, it seems like it would be a good idea not to have another football league. My idea was maybe start it after the draft. Sure. Um, more, More in the summer when people, okay, once the draft is there, May or April, May. Uh, May June July, you know, maybe a little hot,
0: but um, uh, but that would May, also June, help for like training camps. Like maybe someone from sure. the XFL would get a look from an NFL yeah. team.
1: May June July is when I would run the league, uh, but they're going to run it uh, February March April, like they did the first time around. So I think that's the first mistake. Uh, interested to see where you know where the cities are again. Last time was New York, Chicago, L.A., some other random cities. Um, interested to see what what he learned the first time around. Uh, I mean, the the football, the quality of the players have to be better. Yep, that's all there is to it. Um, like it sounds like that they don't want thugs, so maybe Johnny Manziel is not destined for this league. I uh, will see if that changes in two years. So Ray, Ray Caruth players.
0: certainly isn't in the in line no. for a spot then.
1: Uh, unlikely franchise tag Caruth. Um. If they could get Tim Tebow, that would be a big success. It if
0: would. I do watched. not see him uh, doing that, though.
1: People would watch Tim Tebow.
0: No, they would. Oh, I just don't see him being I in know. a league like that.
1: I think there's a chance, maybe. They, they should try and get him. Uh, Johnny Manziel, should also try and get him. Uh, I, don't, I don't see them going for Kaepernick because this... I don't want to say this is a Republican football league, but um, I do not see Kaepernick uh, being in this thing right here. So Manziel and Tebow would be the big two for me if if they want to do something. Get college, get college, get freshmen, sophomores, guys who are not eligible for the NFL. Try and get them in your league. Um, try and get those guys—not guys that are in the NFL that can't make the NFL. Guys who are legitimate NFL guys. Maybe want to make a couple bucks a year or two early. I would try to get like twenty-year-old college kids who are very good and try and hopefully pay
0: them something. Yeah, that that would be that certainly would be interesting here, and uh, I mean we'll, we'll see if it uh, if it pans out. But yeah, I mean the XFL is back, and and we'll see if what they've learned because uh, it certainly didn't work out well the first year. That does lead me though into one other, um, you know considering we're talking about the WWE, Ronda Rousey is going to make her WWE debut at some point here. How excited are you about that?
1: How did you see this?
0: Um, I can't remember. Twitter or just on ESPN?
1: It was on the front page of ESPN on Sunday night. I couldn't believe it. Um, and she'll have her match at WrestleMania. She's there for a couple of years. We'll see how it goes. Um, was not overly impressed uh, she made her debut Sunday night as a surprise it was fine um, we will see what what happens I mean she's uh, she's a big big time deal um, so it's got potential to be big
0: it and, does um, yep
1: because you know, people you know people people obviously watched a lot of her fights and she was a big deal so it's I don't. They, they, they've got a, ten, a tendency to. They're like the Vikings. Now. They fuck everything up. They <laughs> just can't do anything right. So I, I, the first initial thing will be pretty big, but I, I would say in a year or two it'll not be as good as it could or should have been.
0: Okay, that's fair enough. I will. I will, I, I will uh, to your expertise on this subject.
1: It's very important because they're negotiating their next TV rights deal and they would like an increase, and then that's how they make the majority of their money, like seemingly everybody does now with the TV rights. So to have her aboard, I think, is a big deal for that purpose.
0: All right. Um, let, let's go on to college basketball now. Uh, before we get into the actual college basketball here, uh, ah. I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Michigan State and, um, or, as I like to call them, the Baylor of the North. Uh, and what happened last week with you know former university doctor Larry Nasser and you know he got you know all these allegations, you know sexual assault allegations, mainly from a lot of uh, gymnastics, uh former U.S. gymnastics uh, team members. But, uh, what, 40 to 175 year prison sentence on top of a 60 year federal uh, pornography, child pornography sentence. So, this guy's never going to see the light of day again. uh, As a despicable scum of a human being. But, uh, boy, this just does not look good. Obviously, it's bad for him. How did this go on so long and no one did anything about it? and uh what now i think i saw the other day that there's like 265 allegations now against him uh it's it's just despicable, horrible, sickening all the way around and boy this makes michigan state look absolutely bad and it could i mean we've seen uh or you know there's a report out there that mike d'antonio might have you know handled a a situation internally or not you know or necessarily reported it or something like that you know Tom Izzo's you know put his foot in his mouth a couple of times here but he's not necessarily implicated in anything at least not that I've seen but just overall uh, an awful situation going on there at Michigan State and in East Lansing
1: from what I read about it uh, Larry Nasser, like there's, there's another, like there's another trial or something coming up where there's gonna be another like 40 or 50 women, or maybe even more than that, come forward again. But this, you know, there's literally hundreds, hundreds of people this guy yes, uh, affected. And uh, just during the timeline, there's a timeline of the last 20 years when this could have been stopped at any time in the last 20 years. And uh, just examples of gymnasts, uh, examples of uh, athletes at Michigan State, where they uh, there was one that stuck out to me where a, uh, a girl went to her parents and said this happened to her and they and her own parents did not believe her because this Larry Nasser was such a renowned doctor He's like nope that's uh, that can't be true so I, I just can't imagine ever ever having that happen your daughter telling you yeah this is what happened to me and you' just saying nope, that's uh, I don't believe you so that's crazy I mean there's so many instances where, Somebody somebody should have stopped this, but yep. Michigan State President, Athletic Director, they've you know, resigned. Uh, well, I'll say they, they vote for fired. Yeah. Um, football coach, seems like he's on thin ice. Uh, Izzo probably uh, makes it through this, but again, and uh, you look at the, the Michigan State football thing, this is an entirely different situation. And it's uh, not as bad as Baylor, but it's not good. They've had couple dozen instances over the past few years where this has happened and uh, it does not seem like the football coach is being uh, truthful when he says this has only happened maybe once or twice
0: Yeah, and I would agree that this is not as bad as Baylor but it's not good good. no it's it's not and it, it just seems like there's a lot of reckless abandon here going on and I mean this is like I said, I mean this Larry Nasser is just scum of the human. I I would like to just ask, and you could say both are just you know on the same level of absolutely terribleness. But what almost, in fact, it includes two Big Ten schools. But what's worse, Jerry Sandusky at Penn State or Larry Nasser at Michigan State? I, I I mean that it's difficult. You could say they're on the same level, and I'm, wow. I'm totally fine with that. And you know yeah. what? It it shouldn't even be like. You shouldn't even put one above the other. But these are just two god-awful just situations all around. And, boy, if I, you know, I mean, Magic Johnson has come out and said that, you know, uh, anyone who knows anything about it should resign or who tried to cover it up or anything like that. Like, this is just, just terrible on any sort of level. And, I mean, boy, if I'm, if, yeah, I don't know how Mike D'Antonio survives Tom Izzo seems like he's going to survive. And Tom Izzo is such a likable guy. He's much more likable than Mike D'Antonio. Um, or Mark D'Antonio. Whatever. Yeah, Mark. Um, but regardless, uh, this is going to stay in Michigan State for a long time. And it could... It makes... Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it makes me root against them. when things like this happen. Yes. Like Baylor, I wish them no success. Uh, I mean, yep. Michigan State, their basketball team's going to be in the mix there. Uh, they've not been, they have not impressed me recently just with their playing the court. But with this stuff, it doesn't make me want to root for them. I think Tom Izzo saw so Frank's press conference after they played on, or uh, the hell they played on, on Sunday. And it, it wasn't, I was not impressed with that.
0: Like I so. say, he's put his foot in his mouth multiple times.
1: You know, he just basically uh, didn't answer. You know, somebody asked him a question about what happened in a certain situation, and he just said, "We're going to fully cooperate with the investigation." And it was just a bullshit answer that he wouldn't truthfully answer. So, I, I which one's worse? I don't know. Um, they're
0: they're. That's bullshit. a bad. Co- I mean, it's yeah. a bad question on my part, well, but I, I mean, just wanted to mean if it's 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 too it's too despicable acts. I mean it. it I'm not saying it's separate from Baylor. I mean, there these are three highly, do I say highly respectable institutions? I guess so. I mean, they're high, three highly, you know, ranked Division One universities that are doing this. And this is, you know, one of the things, you know, with this, uh, you know, this Me Too movement and, you know, the, you know I don't know, you know how much Title Nine factors into it, but certainly...
1: Well, here's... What, Betsy DeVos uh, the shithead's education <sighs> secretary yes. or whatever she look. Like, she took away some Title IX protections or something that would have done something with Michigan State. Well it was yeah just so so as far as that is concerned that's that's not good and uh, Sandusky with kids I don't know how many there were I assume there were you know over hundreds possibly uh, we know there were hundreds with this uh, Larry Nasser. Um, yeah, but they're both uh, equally, equally terrible. Uh, Sandusky's hanging on. And uh, Nasser, Nasser's probably a guy who uh, maybe pulls in Aaron Hernandez in the next couple of years and closes out the himself. Well,
0: I wonder how many times he's going to get made a wife in prison.
1: Either somebody's going to kill him or he's going to kill himself in the next couple of years. So I'm yeah. that, I, that goes down.
0: Yeah, prisons don't take uh, kindly to this sort of crime, so... Um. yeah, not good all around, so I'm sure, I mean, there was going to be more follow-up from Michigan State, and uh, as it happens, we will certainly react to it here on the Sports Blog Podcast. But it's one of
1: those things to where, like, this Baylor thing was a huge deal, but it didn't get a whole lot of coverage, and nobody really cared. This Michigan State thing is a big deal, and, like, national news is just starting to cover the thing, because, you know, the trial ended yep. uh, a week or so ago, but...
0: But even then, oh, it didn't get off. a whole lot of coverage prior to that. You know I mean? It, no, it
1: didn't. No, it didn't. I, mean, I don't it, think, not, you know, people have lost their jobs. Ultimately, nothing's going to happen.
0: So, you know. Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't even, like, Ken Starr, former Baylor University president, isn't he, like, a correspondent now to Fox News?
1: Like, he was the guy that went after Clinton yep. and failed miserably. So, then he's the president, and obviously he had to resign, and of course, you know, um, that outlet has them on. So it, there's no penalties for this. A um, couple people will lose their jobs, but there's, besides that, there's not much going to change. Uh,
0: on the court, uh, again, this is in a topsy turvy, crazy sort of year. Um, uh, West Virginia has lost now five out of six. I'm completely off them. Here in terms of a team that can go deep, they just offensive droughts, and if they're press uh, you know, they're known as Press Virginia. If that doesn't work, then they're screwed. Um, I mean oh I mean UNC's lost three in a row. What the hell's going on with them? Uh this is just a topsy turvy sort of year in college basketball where you can't really get a grasp on who's really good. I mean, again, I, I tweeted have a bone out with you. I have t- a bone. I know, I tweeted out on Saturday. Is it time God damn to buy you. In? Is, God damn you is it time to buy into Virginia you can't argue with a two-point win over Duke you can't I, I don't want to buy into them but just how good is Virginia
1: how many times Second.
0: Second. I, I know it
1: doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what they do like you know people were building over last year and what happens they lose uh Purdue do you want to get in on Purdue um, like Villanova's, Villanova's pretty goddamn good. Villanova's a fun team to watch. They can score a lot of points. I thought Duke would beat uh, Virginia, but when when you watch the game and there's ten minutes uh, to go in the in the first half and Duke's got about ten points, you're like, wow, this this is a this isn't a Duke game. This is a Virginia game, and uh, Virginia almost had a big lead slip away, um, but ultimately they had on the point and they had just enough offense and they really shut down Duke. So, I mean, yeah, they're a good team. Uh, Virginia's going to win the ACC regular season. I mean, they're pretty uh, pretty solid with that now. And they're they're getting a one-seat. So, just a matter of, uh, you know, what uh, Louisville gave them a pretty good test on Wednesday nights and yes. they scored 72 points, which is impressive. But, um, I mean, once it gets to tournament time, and you're going to face some teams that are going to score.
0: So, what, I mean, can, I mean no. we we didn't buy into Villanova the year they won it all. I mean, we thought they were going to be Sweet 16 and then you thought, "Oh, okay, last year, hey, I mean, in a, a weak eastern uh, in a weak east bracket, you you just kind of threw Villanova in and then they lose to Wisconsin in the in the second round. So, I mean, I guess yeah. I just don't know what the hell to think about Villanova. I mean, Phil Booth's a pretty you know good guy. I don't even know if he's even playing right now. Uh, you know, Jalen Brunson's outstanding, but I, I guess I don't know. Like, is this Villanova team? Is this a team that I can trust? I mean, can I trust Purdue? I think I can. I think out of the three Purdue. of them. Hi, Purdue.
1: Like I uh, like I said last year, I'll never pick Villanova to go. To, I'll probably pick them to go to the Elite Eight. Never pick them to a the Final Four again. Yep. Uh, Purdue, absolutely not. Purdue, absolutely not. Do you
0: trust Purdue uh, over Virginia?
1: No. No. Um, Villanova is okay I, for me personally. Um, Virginia, and eh, we'll see. Um, Purdue, absolutely not. Uh, right now, Michigan State, half, Big Ten, nobody, no, no top-tier teams in the Big Ten, absolutely not. Um, so those, Villanova, Virginia, NN, Purdue, Michigan State, no.
0: Uh, can we, ask, uh, can, I, can I ask if Syracuse is going to make the tournament?
1: I don't think they are. Good. They're, they're, they're obviously one of the last teams in the mix like they seemingly have been for the last decade. I mean, I'm sure they'll have 13 losses and uh, they'll be right in that mix, but you know, I think they lost to Georgia Tech Wednesday night, so yep. that's, that's not doing you no goddamn
0: favors. I, I feel bad for Notre Dame because they lost Bonzi Colson for a while here. I don't, I don't think they'll be making it in barring a significant run here. They're kind of, uh, I mean, it, it, just a fact, when you lose your top player, and I think they've they lost a couple other guys to injuries, it's just going to hurt you for the year, and, and they are certainly feeling that the effects right now of that.
1: Yeah, uh, unfortunately, they they can't seem to score any buckets. So I mean, they were they were what top ten team early on in the season. They were yeah. they were looking pretty hot. They,
0: they beat what, they, Wichita State in the Maui Invitational yeah. in the championship game.
1: But they they can't seem to score uh, without Bonzi Colson So. Yeah, not looking good for Notre
0: Dame and Kentucky. I'm not buying them. Florida, I thought they would be good, but they well, look—they uh, don't look very good. Can we buy into Auburn? I mean, what the hell is Auburn up to these days? I mean, besides winning games, I mean, how 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 are they doing it?
1: Well, they're they're gonna they're gonna Casey's wins pretty goddamn soon. But I mean, they're top dog in the SEC. They're top dog in the SEC, you know they could get a a three or a four seat if they keep rolling. But they're a team that I'm not. Uh, buying it on Uh, Kentucky had a hell of a win at West Virginia on Saturday yes Um, West Virginia should have beat Kentucky they were up what 17 points first half lose that one Uh, they lost they were up double digits with 10 minutes to go against Kansas they lose that one yep Uh, West Virginia got their doors blown off at a pretty shit Iowa State team yep this week so that's West Virginia not, not hot Not hot at all. Uh, Texas Tech uh, just had a game winner against Texas. Game that went in overtime. Uh, Texas had a pretty good comeback there. I don't think... uh, Like, is smart. I mean, I don't... You love him. I... You know, he hasn't done anything in Texas. I don't... Like, if he doesn't get to the... What is this? His third year? Yep. Like, if he... And he's ever gotten to the... Has he he ever gotten to the tournaments? Uh, Yes. Two years ago. What? Like, if... But I don't think they're
0: getting in this year. So it's like, fuck. I mean, the Big 12 is the best basketball conference in the league. Uh, by the way, I, I hope Texas A&M does not easy. make it to the NCAA tournament. Uh, this uh, They yeah, were a top up. 10 team earlier this year, and they are definitely on the outside looking in, though they did have a big win over Arkansas earlier this week.
1: Um, I think the ACC, i ACC with the best conference.
0: Okay. I,
1: like you've got uh, Kansas and Oklahoma in the top two dogs there. Yep. And you look at Duke, Virginia. Uh, Clemson is, uh, you know, I don't know how much you want to put stock in the Clemson basketball.
0: Do you so. do you know what the Clemson, what uh, arena they play their their games in?
1: Is it Little John Coliseum? Yes,
0: yes it is. Yes it is.
1: Better than Papa John, whatever the
0: hell. So. Probably make more money than Papa John's. No, no, I'm just kidding. Just- just kidding, just kidding. Any games this week, uh, particularly on Saturday, that you're looking forward to?
1: Let me take a look at the schedule. A second, about well, Saturday was uh, last Saturday was a good day of ball. Yes. Well, Sunday was a good day. Uh, Villanova Marquette I was on Big Fox Sunday afternoon. Yep. Thoroughly enjoyed that
0: game.
1: Yep. Uh, Virginia Duke was all right. Kentucky West Virginia good comeback. Uh, North Carolina State and North Carolina on Saturday was a great game. Yes, 95-91 in overtime. Um, NC State just kept with them the entire game. Carolina can never, you know, get up by more than you know, four or five points. So that was that was a fantastic game. Alabama beat Oklahoma. That was uh, that was all right. Uh,
0: I got a couple of big games. I got a couple of games here that I'm am intrigued by the ones that have. You know potential, you know implications is to who can make it in March here. Uh, Texas Tech and TCU. I, I mean, both teams should make it, but that's a intriguing game to me. That's on uh, ESPNU at one o'clock Central Time. How about Kentucky at Missouri? That's on CBS at one o'clock. Uh, Missouri, I'm
1: looking at the Saturday schedule. I don't like it. I don't like
0: it. Well, I'm not saying it's great, but I'm just it's saying if you're uh, if you're looking for some teams that. Are we kind of fighting for their playoff li- or you know their their tournament lives. Missouri is right up there, but uh, you know it's it makes sense that this would not be a great week uh, during Super Bowl week.
1: it's, it's got to be better than this is bad. There's no really i there's any games between two ranked teams. Mm-hmm. Not not anything good. Uh, Virginia at the Q's. Uh, Minnesota's falling completely off the map. Michigan. Uh, Michigan's all right. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing here is good. I don't like it. Um, T.C. lost at Vanderbilt. That's a bad loss. Uh, nah, Kansas is rolling. Kansas is killing folks again. Um, not, not, not a big fan of this
0: slate. Oh, hey, 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 wait wait a second. You forgot the biggest game of the day. It's in the SWAC. Oh, fuck you. Alabama State. At Mississippi Valley State 3-18 and against 1-21 You gotta get excited for that
1: Your boys Your boys got the win I'm very happy for them
0: Yep Jerry Rice is alma mater
1: Very good And yeah, this uh, This week not so hot uh, Again yeah, Texas Tech Texas has had a buzzer beater Yeah. Uh, Trey Young You know ridiculousness So um Rhode Island's been squeaking by Rhode Island's been squeaking by some
0: folks. Uh, longest win streak Uh-oh. since thirty nine forty.
1: For For them?
0: Yeah, for them.
1: And, and Michigan and Northwestern played a game Monday night. It was 21-19 at the half. Ah, that was not,
0: not good. <laughs> no, no, it was not. A lot of uh, Habitat for Humanity homes were built in that first half with all the bricks being laid.
1: It was disgusting. It
0: was. Um so there we go Uh, NBA talk here quickly we just got a few I got a few more topics here to get through Uh, Blake Griffin traded to Detroit the Clippers trade him for a couple of players including a first round pick Uh, Detroit on the outside looking in at the Eastern Conference playoffs as are the Clippers on the West but uh, this move uh, by all intents and purposes seems to be a move that's played to try and land LeBron in the offseason for the Clippers Clippers, yeah, Clippers, yeah. For the, for the Pistons, it's a it's a move to get in the playoffs this year. Uh, what do you make of the trade from both sides?
1: Uh, surprising that it was Detroit. Because it's not like Detroit's winning anything anytime soon.
0: This ain't Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, Detroit, you suck, Detroit. You're still three games under. I hope you don't make the playoffs.
0: The New Orleans of the North.
1: That's right, Washington. Uh, lost John Wall for a significant period of time here, so maybe that's where Washington doesn't make it, and the Pistons do. Uh, yeah, Clippers need to continue to trade folks. They need to trade DeAndre Jordan. They need to uh, trade Lou Williams. They need to clean house. Just start all over. Uh, LeBron's not going there. I, I know that's what they're trying to do here, but, again, he's, he's smart. He's got to stay in the East. I mean, there's... I'm watching Cleveland, and this team is so... so shit right now. Fuck, are they bad. God damn, are they bad.
0: How, and... Uh, can I interest you and, in... Uh, I mean, this is our annual... Uh, or our weekly uh, panic in oh, fuck, Cleveland mode. Um, I go as high as 30% that they missed the playoffs this year. Like,
1: no, I mean they're There's going to be a 500 team make the playoffs.
0: They're six they're already, games back of a like being out right now, which doesn't seem yeah. like a lot, but I mean they're they're three games out of being seventh right now in the East. I mean that's it's insane for a LeBron James team.
1: Yeah, I mean they're 30 and 20. So what? There's 32 games left. I mean they're going to win probably 47, 47 and 35 be good enough for the for the three seed. Um, and, you know, if it's Philadelphia or Detroit, they're going to probably go 500 and make it. So unless Cleveland goes, you know, like 8-24, and 24, then they're not good with that. That's not going to happen. I mean, they're making the deal. It's just again, It's going to be them in Boston. Can they beat Boston? I'm looking forward to that. Uh, just poor Toronto. I mean, Toronto's been good for a while, but... I, nobody takes them seriously whatsoever. They have the the biggest point differential in the East. They have the best point differential of any team, not named Houston or Golden State. But I don't give a shit about uh, Toronto. They're scoring more points in the East. I mean, look there. You can make a case Toronto is like the third or fourth best team in basketball. But I don't give a shit about Toronto. Uh, they it's.
0: All, all I'm saying is you know with Kevin Love now being out six to eight weeks with a broken hand uh like they're it, making the point it wasn't it it wasn't bad enough for the you know for the Cavs here and all there you know you have Isaiah Thomas and he doesn't seem like he fits in well with Cleveland he said he has said as much uh will they try and trade him at the trade deadline uh, bottom line here um this is not good for the for the Cavs. uh Dan Gilbert's looking to sell and uh, just bad all the way around
1: like, I just don't see LeBron going back there and it's becoming more evident that he probably won't Isaiah Thomas is, is struggling mightily shooting the ball um, I watched this second half of this Miami and Cleveland game on Wednesday night This ninety-one eighty-nine, Cleveland won somehow uh, Miami was Fuck, where they They were like two of 25 shooting threes or some just stupid number, two of 20 dumb numbers. Cleveland shot 35% from the field and they won. They're giving up like 125 points a game in this run. Somehow they limited Miami to 190. It was awful basketball. I couldn't stop watching it. Um, I mean, they got to make it a the air I mean like DeAndre Jordan I think would go a long way to, uh, if, if they got him they would make the finals again but uh, they would still get their ass kicked by Golden State um, but yeah Cleveland not uh, they're an old team and they look very very
0: uninterested in playing games at the end of January a uh, few other notes for me uh, Tiger Woods, 3-under at the Farmers, uh, Invitational, Farmers Insurance Invitational over the weekend. Uh, apart from the erratic driving, he had a very good short game. Uh, it was just a very good first step uh, for him coming back to competitive play. Uh, did you like his game at all? And what do you foresee for him for this year?
1: He was like Other people liked it more than I did. He was fine. What was it three hundred? you said? Three under, yep. I tied for 20 something. He was fine. He seems to be pain free. He seems to be able to complete a tournament without withdrawing halfway through the second round. So that is positives. Yes. Uh, we are still two months, two and a half months away from the big one. So I'm sure he'll, he'll continue to play and continue to get better. Um, but it is tantalizing that someone like him is. Is going to be out there and he's going to be healthy? So that is he should should get better. The more he should get better.
0: And the ratings was, were, the ratings were up for the tournament, yep. so that's great. Uh, and that's what Tiger does. He brings eyeballs to the television, yep. and that's great. And I hope he has a very successful year. And I would love to see him win another major or two. But I doubt I doubt I don't it's going to happen. But yeah.
1: I don't know about you, but he's why I would watch golf. He's why oh, I watch yeah. golf. Yep. Eight years, what, nine years old in 1997. Yep. Uh, the Masters, um, yeah, he's he's the re- reason why a lot of folks watch it. Yep. So I hope he does well. I mean, that's, that's it's been a decade since he's been a legitimate threat on a Sunday. And if he's there, you got a couple other names there. That's uh, going to be a fun a fun Sunday because the Masters, the, the, the majors the last couple of years, they have mm-hmm. not done it for me at all.
0: Agreed. No, to- totally agree. So um, hopefully Tiger is there throughout the entire year. Uh, Pro Bowl and NHL All Star games were this weekend. Did you watch either of them? I don't know, watch a second of either one. I have no idea. Is this the second year the NHL has done whatever the fuck they did this year? It's a three I on three idea. tournament. Yep, it's very entertaining.
1: Three on three division versus. I don't have a fucking clue what's going on.
0: They're, they're, uh, their compi- their skills competition was entertaining Saturday night
1: well good for them um, what do they call it 120 one minute period at the time or what do they do
0: I, I think it's 120 minute period I can't. I'll, I honestly I was driving back just, uh, I was driving back from St. Cloud so I didn't get to watch any of it
1: unnecessary um, NBA All-Star game in a couple weeks um, you know, with, with the new I, I think they're going to try that'd be fun if they tried uh, maybe this new format will, uh, will will be a positive. I think it will be. Because things, things have gotten uh, a bit sloppy the last couple of years. So I think they'll try here. Uh, a guy named C.J. McCollum yep. for Portland at 50 points through three quarters. Uh, that's goddamn ridiculous.
0: Well, James uh, Harden had 60-point triple-double, the first ever 60-point yeah. triple-double in NBA history the other night.
1: I think he's probably winning the MVP to him or Curry or whatever the hell you want I think, it's, I think Harden's using the MVP this year, but good for him uh, the Bulls have just fallen off to shit again, the Bulls were good there for about 3-4 weeks and uh, they've turned to shit and then again. they could so,
0: trade Miritich or whatever his name is to New Orleans after yeah. DeMarcus Cousins went down
1: yes, uh, I saw this trade proposal I was not pleased with this at all um I I have no idea what I have no idea what this is. You get uh, Omer Asik, who they had uh, a couple of years ago when Derrick Rose was running the show, and he was he just was a big bastard from Turkey, seven foot stiff, who's not worth the fuck. Okay on defense, he can't he can't uh, shoot shoot the ball. I mean he's just a big piece of shit down there. So <laughs> if you want him? He's getting paid. $10, 15000000 a year for the next couple of years. an awful kind con- A Mozgov-type shit contract. And uh, Miritich is you know, maybe their best or second-best player. Um, still, like, uh, under 30, getting paid uh, $10 million, a reasonable amount. They get rich for, for a first-round pick for, for New Orleans, who still seemingly wants to make the playoffs here for God knows what reason. But even if you uh, get a lottery pick, it's going to be $13, dollars I have no interest in giving up Miritich for a goddamn 14th pick in the draft this year. So, stupid move. They, they've shut him down. They're trying to trade him. I don't, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Not a clue what they're doing. Not a clue.
0: Uh, finally, before we started here on the podcast, uh, you called a game uh, Mitchell Boys Basketball Tuesday oh. night. Uh, they lost to Pierre. But the story in this is uh, they are on a Sturgis football-esque run of... Uh, futility, shall I say. Uh, Haven't won a game in quite some time.
1: It's been 701 days as we take here. It was March 1st of 2016 was the last time they won a game. Uh, They didn't win a game last season. They have six games left this year. They're 0-14. They came very close to winning last night. It was uh, 53-48. It was a three-point game. 45 seconds left Pierce got the ball Mitchell played great defense uh, Mitchell's got one good player He shot a long three left wing Missed it Barely hit the iron Kid for Pierre Offensive rebound layup And that was their game uh, Their defense Pierre Mitchell's defense is usually good They just can't score at all um, Like they 50 points is A little unrealistic For them to score So um I think they're go I thought they had a pretty good chance to beat Pier. Pier was only three and ten. I thought they had a chance. I think they're going to win next Tuesday night. Ooh. They play they played Brookings at home. And um, they played Brookings earlier in the season, December nineteenth. Yep. And they lost fifty one forty six in overtime.
0: Ooh.
1: They had the ball up to Thirty seconds to go, best shooter at the line, he missed a free throw. So they should have won that game. And and uh, Brookings, I think they're two and nine. Ah. So I think they have Watertown Saturday night, they lose that thirty eight in a row. I think they beat Brookings Tuesday night. I
0: think it comes to an end. Well, Brookings have over or under ten turnovers for the game and over or under five turnovers in the first quarter. Brookings? Yeah, Brookings. Like SDSU against James Madison. Oh. Uh,
1: over and over.
0: <laughs> very good. Very good. Hopefully the uh, streak of futility ends for Mitchell Boys basketball here next, uh, or in the very near foreseeable future. Anything else, Mr. Crins before we say so long?
1: Yeah, they got rid of their coach last year. They got a new coach. He coached up in Aberdeen. Uh, he's a good coach. He's coming along. They're getting very close. So I think he's the right guy for the job. But um, it's there. I think this is significantly harder than I thought he thought it would be. So it's um. They're getting close. They play. They played well last. They played well enough to win. Uh, You saw my tweet. The fire alarm went off.
0: Yes, I did. I I loved loved it. I
1: loved it. For about three minutes, there was a delay. That was great. So um. That was that was the game.
0: Well, let's hope that they can pull in Mississippi Valley State here and get a win here very yeah. soon.
1: And also, breaking news, uh, nothing has happened with baseball yet. So uh, maybe they're just going to cancel this
0: season. You know what? Why not? Why not?
1: Well, why not, you say?
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll have more baseball news here to talk about here in the next week or two. As, uh spring training. Uh, pitchers and catchers reporting here very shortly. Uh, it's
1: in three weeks. Three weeks.
0: And you, Darvish, still won't have signed with anyone at that Jesus time. Jesus
1: Christ! Uh, Milwaukee Brewers they, Brewers did some shit. Brewers did some significant things.
0: Yes, they did. Lorenzo Cain um, and uh, Mark Yelich. And Yellich. Christian, Christian. Yelich. I'm sorry, Christian. don't oh, So
1: well, good for them. And they're they're going after Darvish. So they're they're a big time player. Uh, Isaiah Cannon from Murray State. You know Isaiah Cannon? Yes. Remember
0: Murray
1: State? Yep, yep. Uh, he's been with the Bulls. He's with the Suns this year. Uh, seemingly shattered his goddamn ankle. Similar to uh, Gordon Hayward. Um, just completely to some of the So, Isaiah Cannon won't be playing basketball anytime soon.
0: That's a shame. That's a shame. We love Isaiah Cannon from his Murray State days. Um, That's right. right. All right. Oh,
1: so, uh, well, where, where are we at? Um... 33 days to Summer like
0: Tournament. 34 days. Oh, ah, yes. Close. Yep. We're getting there. As far as I know, I'll still be there.
1: Uh, Charlie Hildebrand expected to make an appearance.
0: Uh, yeah, Hello. I hope so. I hope so.
1: Drew Ahmed also going to appear.
0: What?
1: <laughs> it's a big tournament. It's uh. Well, it's not the 10th year. It's it's the 9th year it's a big one, so
0: Yeah, you know Everybody. what You know what? and it's going to be a USD-SDSU showdown, it's going to be great oh
1: my, it's going to be fantastic it's going to be a, it, I don't want to say it's going to be the best one yet, but somehow they, they top themselves mostly every year, and if that's your final then boy that's going to be the big time
0: it is. It is, I'm looking forward to it and hopefully SDSU won't shit the bed like they almost did against Fort Wayne and the, like they did against USD last week
1: Uh, They shoot a lot of threes. They should make more of those threes. Because when they do that, they they do better than when they miss.
0: Yep. But Mike Dom is dominating, so that's always great. He's great. He is. He is. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Kranz. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and uh, I'll talk to you next week, my friend.
1: Say hello to I.I. And tell him uh, his his prognication on the Wyoming guy is spot
0: on. (laughs) I definitely will. Thank you.
1: All right, we'll see
0: you later. Sounds good. Travis Crins joining us here, Sports Block Podcast. Appreciate his time and perspective as always. Uh, yeah, Super Bowl this week. Lots going on here. Uh, a ton of stuff to talk about. And um, glad we were able to get to it all. Uh, we will talk with Jeff Lloyd II, uh, host of the Lockdown Browns podcast. Very good podcast you should listen to, if, you, especially if you're a Cleveland Browns fan. Even if you're not. Take a listen to it. Uh, we'll talk with him next about the Senior Bowl, some of the prospects that uh, that did very well, and we'll make a final prediction here on the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 52, again, Super Bowl week, Super Bowl 52, this Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Uh, you're listening to the Block podcast, now available on iTunes. Uh, so coming up next here, Jeff Lloyd II, Jeff Lloyd the Second. Lockdown Browns podcast, Senior Bull. and we'll get a Super Bowl prediction from him as well coming up here. Sports Block podcast, continuing here. Sports Block podcast on this week of the Super Bowl. I'm pleased to be joined by good friend, Mister Jeff Lloyd the second. You can hear him on Lockdown Browns, the very popular podcast. Jeff, how are we doing? Uh,
2: you know, obviously, uh, you know, we're here, you know, around the ninety day mark. Uh, it, it's you know, crazy, crazy, crazy. It'll feel when we get to April 28th like it's been, you know, it went by like a snap of the fingers. Uh, but each passing day feels like a 24-hour day is a 72-hour day. But uh, it's from, I, you, know, you know, how much I love this time of year, Nathan. Yes.
0: Oh, yes, I do. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, less than, it is less than three months from today, uh, you know, we'll be recapping the draft and who, you know, maybe reached or who were some great, you know, players that landed in some great spots. And certainly their draft position is can come in large part from the performances in the senior bowl which just happened this last week it'll happen at the combine here later in february so uh but let's recap the senior bowl here the south beats the north 45 to 16 you know what all-star games can kind of go either way but just given who the quarterbacks were on the north side versus the south side I, i found that uh result a little surprising didn't you
2: I think everybody kind of found it a little surprising. And look, as far as the draft process, you know, you want to see this. I mean, you want to see positional groups get better. And, you know, obviously, you know, uh, Kyle Luetta and obviously Mike White, you know, two quarterbacks who were on the South roster, you know, maybe they, you know, felt a little slighted knowing that all the attention the week was obviously on Baker Mayfield, was obviously on Josh Allen. They got to game day. You know, were two guys who absolutely lit it up. Mike White is an exceptionally efficient quarterback over the last two seasons. Uh, completion percentage well over seventy percent, which is a staggering amount. I don't care what level of ball you play. Uh, Kyle Uweta, out of the, uh obviously out of sds level Richmond, uh, went in there, had himself a really, really solid ball game. Has now got himself into a nice spot where you know he looks like a day two name. So you got to respect it for these guys. You know, look. I mean, you know, when you're a guy coming in there without the hype. The reason you're there is for the opportunity to do something for yourself. And, you know, some of these guys, man, they took that opportunity and they shine.
0: I want to just expand upon the point on White for a moment. I mean, this is a guy that I remember that when when you came on back in August, that we were talking about all these good quarterbacks, the Sam Darnolds, the Josh Rosens, uh, you know, Josh Allens. And you mentioned White out of Western Kentucky. and. So I, I followed him along. Western Kentucky did not have, I would say, as great a year as you know. I think some people might thought they would have. They of course lose to Georgia State in the AutoNation Cure Bowl or Auto Cure Nation Bowl, whatever whatever that uh, bowl game is in Orlando. <laughs> there, uh, you know, there are so many weird ones. But point aside, I think there are some that maybe would have thought that his draft stock would you know maybe dropped a little bit here. Has that? Uh, R- risen now because of this senior bowl performance or was he always kind of right in that kind of the same as he was entering the season
2: i think the good thing for him was is you know his game really didn't slip obviously the team took a step back this year um you know keep in wa- keep in mind he did, you know his two top receiving options from the 2016 season were both drafted in the nfl last year mm-hmm. so i think what it showed is is he was able just to continue it going but you know with just with new faces um, and, you know, quarterback efficiencies. Look, he you may not you, know, you he's not going to get drafted as of you know. You're going to view him as no matter what you know. I'm staking my name. This guy's going to be my starter one day. But if you look at a situation like Jacksonville, you know, look Blake Bortles, you know, most likely will be their quarterback for the 2018 season yep. and does have a big arm, made some big throws, obviously to the playoffs. What happens if he goes back to you know slipping a little bit? Why not look at a, you know a guy like Mike White, where you say you want to know what? I know he's efficient. I know what he can do. You know, he should be able to complete a lot of passes. Maybe he doesn't have the big arm. I, I'm not going to get the big vertical chunk plays, but I've got a good running game. I've got some receivers, you know, some young guys, you know, who are kind of no-names. And look, that's how Mike White, you know, kind of made his name with guys who were no-names and eventually became names. So why not go ahead and draft a guy like that? You know, you don't have the huge super arm, but you've got a guy who can be highly efficient when he gets into his rhythm and he gets comfortable. I You know, I like I said, he's not going to be drafted as a, you know, and this is the thing, people, you know, you know, the Jets with Christian Hackenberg and Bryce Petty, they take a lot of heat. Unless you're drafting a quarterback in the top 32, there's no guarantee that you were drafting him with a, this is going to be my future starter. Mm-hmm. It's, I like him a lot. Can I get him, you know, to a level where maybe he could be my starter? So, you know, what maybe could be one of those guys. I mean, you look at a guy like Chase Keenan who kicked around the league for as long as he did, he started to click later on, obviously this year from Minnesota. You know, Mike White could be one of those type
0: of guys. Uh, we know the name Rashad Penny, San Diego State running back. Not to be confused with South Dakota State, the SDSU's. I know people can get those mixed up from time to time, but we knew you know how productive he was, and he had himself a pretty good uh, Senior Bowl: sixty-four yards rushing, seventy-three receiving. Did he help his draft stock at all, or is he pretty much cemented in as you know, like the you know the second, third best running back behind Saquon Barkley?
2: I don't know if he was ever that high. Um, you know, people are obviously probably going to question the competition he played. Um, the practices, you know, and we talked about this last week, the yes. practices were kind of difficult, but look, it's it's very hard to simulate a running game in, you know, all-star practices. Um, showed well during the game, obviously, and showed what, you know, he can give you. He's a big play guy, you know, can pick up lots of chunks, which you saw from San Diego State. You know, after Saquon Barkley, after Darius Geis, after Sony Michel, you've got about you know, seven, eight names that, you know, anywhere there could maybe carry a top 100 grade. A lot of it's going to come down to how, you know, when the team's ready to pick a running back, does that guy fit? You know, and the fun part, and we talked about this last night on the show I had last night, because we highlighted running backs, is you could probably take 10 of the top draft analysts across the board this year and put down running back rankings. And, you know, you may have a consensus on one or two guys, but that three to ten, three three to 12, three to 13 range Every guy is going to vary. It is just on what you see, what you like. All these guys are good. All these guys bring something. Uh, you know, look as you look in the last past uh, draft, obviously. You know, with uh, you know with Hunt, obviously, and with an yeah. Alvin Kamara, you can oh, get yeah. value in these later rounds as long as you know what you're looking for. And you say, you know what, I've seen this guy on tape. Already do what I'm going to need to do here, and so it's you know it's going to be a fun glass. It's class. It's, uh, it's going to be deep. I never was that high on Petty. I I think, you know, I think there's some names above him. But he, he, I think he rebounded from a tough practice. And, you know, like we said, it's tough to, you know, simulate the running game. But I think by what he was able to do in the game, anybody who may have had a couple of doubts, it's like, oh, well, this is where, this is the setting you want to see him in. And let's remember what, you know, this is all about with running backs
0: like we mentioned last week too this is a opportunity for some of these guys from the smaller schools like you know Kyle Aletta from Richmond he had a big game but this is a cha- chance for them to really showcase themselves and really help their draft stock in the practices and the games one guy in particular i guess that comes to mind South Carolina State linebacker Darius Leonard what well, he had 14 tackles in this game i've heard comparisons to Telvin Smith from Jacksonville which is pretty high praise if i would if i had to Uh, Offer it, But uh, what do you see from him, and uh, where do you think he could land? I guess, you know, again, we're three months away, but uh, he certainly didn't hurt his stock at all.
2: No, and uh, the first thing you have when you're talking about a guy who plays at South Carolina State is when you put on a game featuring one of these guys, you know, even if you don't know his name, you don't know his number, you should be able to watch three, four plays and know who the guy is. Mm -hmm. And that is the way this guy is. He can move look and you use the Telvin Smith example it, teams now look everybody copycats. everybody wants what somebody else has you know, you know yep. obviously T- Tariq Hill became a hot name you know not everybody wants to re-kill a person but everybody wants to re-kill a football player yes so with a guy like him and you see it Telvin Smith you see these ridiculously fast you know linebackers everybody wants that in some sort of way whether or not it's going to be in every down player or not your nickels your dimes i mean now with so many pass catching running backs you can't have the old traditional six foot three, two hundred forty five pound, you know, linebacker expecting to chase these guys down. You need speed at the position. You need proven tacklers. It, it was, I mean, he kind of basically put on a one man show. And the thing that you saw is he was very, in an all star setting, things were so easy for him to read and recognize. You know, there was no tape to watch to get, you know, prepped for the game. You know, it, not like he sat down and there was a film he could watch. It was just natural, natural tendencies that he has. He's a quick mover. A lot of times, he's so fast he can beat the blocker to the spot, so he can get to the ball carrier. He's a fun player. Uh, I'd say he probably ends up in the top one hundred. Uh, I think once we get, you know, you get some, you know, numbers, uh, you know, t- some official numbers, obviously from Indy, you know, that'll solidify whether or not he can move up to the spot he's at. But you know, he's an in type of athlete, and what people want in the league these days.
0: Jeff the second from Lockdown Browns podcast, joining us here on the Sports Block podcast. Uh, give me a couple of names either side, or both sides if you want, the South and the North, that really, in your eyes, throughout the week, both practice and the game, help, them, uh, help their draft stock the most?
2: Um, one guy, to a consensus that it, it seemed to have been one-on that, you know, things I saw and shows I did, I, I guess I did you know, four shows covering, you know, guys who were in attendance. Uh, top guy right off the bat, uh, MJ Stewart out of North Carolina. Uh, now, here was a guy who wasn't really sought after coming into this year, and his tape was pretty good this year at North Carolina not the greatest a year in Chapel Hill, um, had a phenomenal week. He was able to lock down in whatever position. He looked good in the slot, looked good on the outside. But then you go back and you dig a little bit deeper into it. Now you keep in mind, coming from the University of North Carolina program, in 2017, last year's combine, University of North Carolina sent three wide receivers to the combine. So you kind of realize, wow, you know, his practice reps that he was getting were really, really valuable. And it got him to a spot where you know this wasn't too big for him he's gone against guys i mean obviously ryan switzer who was a sure you know five foot eight five nine guy uh it was a bug howard he was a six foot three six foot four guy these are guys he took reps against every day in college for a few years there's a little bit of an off-field question for him which was uh you know back from 2015 uh you know he served a two-game suspension for it he, not so much how, how that's going to carry over three years later but he looked really good on the field uh travion henderson uh safety out of hawaii now, first things first, you know Hawaii. You know, nobody's really going to think much about the program. You think about man, you want to go sit there and lay on the beach all day. Right. <laughs> but he looked, re- but he looked really good. Was able to make some plays on the ball. Uh, there was one. It was a Josh. All- it was a Josh Allen overthrow. You know, normally you would look for the safety. You know, he could have annihilated the tight end. He reacted quick enough, made the interception. I think he definitely jumped himself up into some people's eyes and named that people are going to want to know more about in Indy. He's one of those guys. Uh, Tyquan Lewis is a guy from Ohio State. And sometimes when you get so many, you know, Ohio State, they're putting out 10 to 12 kids a year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes names get lost into the shuffle. Oh, well, you know, he's just one of the, you know, he's uh, just another guy from Ohio State. Well, sometimes just another guy from Ohio State is a big man on campus. Right. On, you know, 112 other universities. Tyquan Lewis played very well, a guy who's up to almost 270 pounds. Showed he can get into the backfield. He was an interesting Was <clears throat> Kalen Bellage at Arizona State, looked very well as a receiver. You know the, the game itself. I think where he looked good is you know people had these questions about running between the tackles. He ran well between the tackles and delivered some blows. That's always going to excite guys. I mean, you see you know how much a Leonard Fournette was valued during the playoffs, the way he was finishing runs by sacrifice sacrificing his bodies. If if Belage can do that, that's going to really really entertain people. Ito Smith, another running back out a Southern Miss. He's a little bit smaller, but he runs well inside. He's got great wiggle. He's able to avoid a lot of tackles. Uh, he put up together a nice beginning to the uh, bowl game versus Florida State. Uh, Southern Miss just fell so far behind. He was right. really not able to be a factor. But, you know, definitely another interesting guy there. And, you know, some of the names I mentioned last week, you know, some of the, uh, the small schoolers, the tackle Mason Shepherd, ended up breaking his hand. But he was a guy came in out of nowhere and definitely turned some eyes. Uh, Alexander Kappa out of Humboldt State. Uh, you know, had a little tough time in the game at tackle. But even still, though, you know, he, guards are highly valued. Interior offensive linemen are high, highly valued. He, I think he showed that you know he's he's going to be an interesting name. He's going to be one of the biggest small scorers who goes early. So I, you know, it was just it was a good week for a, a lot of the guys who needed to be a good week.
0: Have to ask though. On the flip side, who were a couple of names that uh, perhaps didn't help themselves, either you know raising their draft stock or you know made the wrong decision entirely by coming down to Mobile for a uh, practice in the game.
2: Well, I mean, some of these guys, look, I mean, you know, you can't hide forever. So, you know, if your tape was average, you go down there. Tanner Lee from Nebraska, it was just you know, rough all around for him. Uh, and you, you see how he ended up to the point where Scott Frost got to Nebraska, sat down with him. So, uh, I, you know, I know you were the quarterback here last year. I, I don't see a spot for you. You know, the question was, does he grad, grad transfer or, you know, basically get himself accelerated on, you know, a coaching career, which is probably going to come his way one day. Uh, Josh Allen, it, it was a rough week. He did a nice job in the game. He, you know, he, he threw a couple touch pass touchdowns, which yep. is obviously the questions that people are going to have with him. Is that something he consistently bring to the table? Um, I'm going to say it was a rough week for him because you can't have guys like Mel Kuyper saying, he's the number one pick in the draft, number one pick in the draft. And you see the crazy inaccuracies. Look, it's okay to say the guy's a project and he should be a high day two pick or even late round one because you like the arm, you like the build, you like the body. You can't shove something down somebody's throat when you know everybody has the accessibility nowadays to watch it. You, know, you can sit down and watch a college player's every single game in two to three hours. You can watch every snap they've made, every throw they've made, and it's a thing where you, it, it should stand out. So you know, it was a tough week for those two quarterbacks. Uh, Baker Mayfield got a little bit of a bad rap by some people. You know, from the people who went down there who really you know looked at the situation. It couldn't have been further from the truth. And he kind of saw it when Baker was on the sidelines during the game, cheering on the other guys. He was having fun with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, him to, I mean, people just, you know, if you've already painted him as a bad person, I mean, unless he cures cancer tomorrow, I don't think <laughs> anybody's going to change that focal point on Baker Mayfield. And hey, it is what it is. Let those people be wrong.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can't let you get out, though, without uh, a pick for the Super Bowl this week. Eagles, Patriots. Uh, I kind of feel like this is the blah Super Bowl. Uh, I would have loved to see the Vikings in there. Uh, you know, kind of two evils here, I feel like. I'm going with the Patriots. I'll make the official prediction, though, uh, last part of the podcast here. But uh, who do you like? And wh- I guess who, A, are you cheering for? And B, who do you like to win?
2: I got to be honest. It's impossible to find a, a way for me to have a rooting interest. <laughs> I um, figure
0: like, it as much. I figure it as much.
2: But some of us here, you know, in the New York, New Jersey area, when you say, you know, well, Is it really going to make a difference if New England wins another title? I mean, you can't make that dynasty any brighter than it is. You know, Mm -hmm. once you're past four, five, six, I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, I really wish the Eagles were able to go into this game and have Carson Wentz. You feel bad for him in that respect. You know, can Nick Foles continue? I mean, the last six quarters he played, he was absolutely outstanding. But the worst part is, is Bill Belichick's got access to that film and Bill's going to throw some junk at him that he's not ready for and he hasn't seen. I, I do think New England will win. There is a question, though. I mean, can that Philadelphia defensive line get Tom Brady off his spots? Uh, see, it, it is possible. Uh, yep. you know, he has some players on the defensive line. And, look, Philly, if you get a lead, and if you've learned anything from Jacksonville and if we've learned anything over the past 15, 16, 17 years from playing New England is you cannot let the game go the distance. You can't let the fight go to the card. You have right. got to knock them the hell out. Yep. that's the only way you're going to do it.
0: Yeah, just said, asked the Falcons last year.
2: <laughs> exactly. That being said, just ask Jackson. Just ask yes. Jacksonville from two weeks ago. Yep. That being said, you know I see it a ten point game. Uh, I think New England. You know, do you want to tell me you know, 30, 20, something like that? I could see it, but I don't think it's. I, you know, I, I don't know if New England's got enough. I don't know if the uh, Eagles have enough bullets on offense. to
0: compete. All right. Th- if they could, <laughs> if
2: they could at least. Have a guy that you said if we give him twenty carries, we'll get a hundred yards. And Tom's going to watch a lot of this game, but I just don't see.
0: I mean, it, they do have a you know a pretty decent combo there with Blunt and Jay Ajaya, but they're both the same running style. So it'll uh, it'll certainly be interesting to see how the Patriots stop that. And if the Eagles can get that going, then it could be a long day for New England. But. I think you. I think I'm leaning towards the Patriots. Uh, but, but Jeff, I appreciate the time as always, my friend. Uh, and I know we'll be talking here closer as the the combine arrives here in a few weeks. Thank you so much. Enjoy the game on Sunday.
2: Right back at you, Nathan. Pump that vitamin C, buddy.
0: All right. I, I certainly will. You you stay away from the influenza out there.
2: I'm trying. But I'm trying.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. J- Jeff Floyd the Second, Locked On Browns podcast. Great podcast. Take a listen to it if you are a Browns fan, even if you aren't, because the Browns are going to be a major player in the NFL here in the uh, I, the foreseeable future, assuming they hit on their draft picks. Of course, no more Alex Smith. Alex Smith now with the w- with Washington. The, apparently, the Browns reportedly tried to trade for him, didn't get it done. So that's that's the way it goes. Will someone be trading for Nick Foles? I think so. Potentially if he beats the Patriots in the Super Bowl. My rooting interest is definitely with New England. Tom Brady, being from Minnesota, that kind of helped seal the deal, but I was going to cheer for them, I think, anyway, because Eagles fans, ugh. I mean, you just, no, no. I'm sure that was pleasant to listen to on the podcast, but no. uh, No. No way. Not after what the Eagles fans uh, have done, what they have, you know, I don't care if it's a lower percentage. It's still more than most fan bases, and they're vile. No, not cheering for them. Um, Having said that, I do think the Eagles have the offensive weapons. And, you know, New England struggled on defense early in the season. But, you know, and the key is can the Eagles front four get pressure on Tom Brady without them having to blitz? If they do, I think the Eagles have a great chance to win this game. But um, we'll ride with the Patriots, and hopefully we don't jinx them. I got it as a 20 to 17 game. So that's uh, that's the pick for Super Bowl 52 from Minneapolis. Been great uh, throughout the week. You've seen some great events, and it sounds like you know Minneapolis has done a great job so far. Hopefully that'll continue here with the game. We'll react to Super Bowl 52 next week. College basketball talk. And more as uh, the Olympics fast approaching here as well. well. Maybe talk some of that too. So it should be fun. So uh, thank you to Travis as always and Jeff for coming on the podcast here. You can find this podcast available on iTunes. Just search the Sports Block podcast. And also you can follow me on Twitter at ND on also friends with me on Facebook Nathan Stackin have a link posted to this podcast. Later on in the week, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy Super Bowl Fifty Two. Enjoy the commercials. Try and enjoy this game. Um, you know, enjoy the fact that it's in Minneapolis and Minneapolis getting a good rep, I guess. Uh, Minnesota in general, Minnesota nice. Uh, hopefully the game is nice. Hopefully the Patriots win. He is from Minnesota after all. Oh, well, his mom is from Minnesota. He's not, but his mom is from Minnesota. So there's the Minnesota ties. That's great. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's edition of Sports Block Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy Super Bowl 52. Talk to you next week. Sports Block Podcast, now available on iTunes.